0: go. Okay, um, so what I did is I put together a little bit of Vayetzeh and Vayishlach. And the reason for that is because really the story of Vayetzeh and Vayishlach is the fascinating story of Yaakov who leaves Eretz Yisrael, then called Eretz Kinnah. He leaves his father Yitzchak and Rivka and he goes down to Charon to and, and that's where he's going to, and he goes ostensibly, he's running away from Esau. But he also there he marries, and there he has all the shvatan. And then he comes back home. So really, it's, it's the journey of Yaakov to Haran mm-hmm. and back, which was a long journey. We're talking about a story of some 36 years, because I uh, in the Torah, you read it one parsha, next parsha, but it's really 36 years, because he went for 14 years to study, to learn the yeshiva of Shem and and then he was 22 years... Um, or twenty years by Lavan, and then two years traveling. Really? So we're talking about a, a story of thirty-six years from when he received the brachas, and when he came back home. And what people sometimes don't realize, is when he comes back home, he's never going to see his mother again. Right? His mother is the one who sends him out. By the time he comes back, she's gone. And he is going to see his father Yitzchak Avinu, who's going to pass away also in the end of the parsha. So really, the story of Yitzchay and Yisshlach is the story of Yaakov's leaving Eretz Yisrael thirty-six years, um, building Klal Yisrael, really the twelve Svatim, and coming back home. And in the Sfarim, it's discussed that Yaakov's descent to Haram and his return to Eretz Canaan is much more than just the story and really everything we read in Torah in general especially about the Oves, we have the Ramban who tells us uh, famously in the beginning of Parshas Lachlacha why why we read so much the stories about Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov and he says Who says that? Whatever, Ramban, Nachman Ramban says Maysa Oves, Whatever happened to our Oves? is really a sign for what's going to happen to us historically. And more than a sign, they actually um, empowered us to be able to accomplish what we have to do through these super tzaddikim or the foundation of Kal Yisrael through doing it the first time around. So I wanted to look at, a, just t- you know time permitting, a couple of sukkim and see some of the pirushim that are brought and where we see how this story is much more than just a story, but it's really the story of each and every one of us. And basically, as we're going to see, it's based on the words of the Orachayim HaKadosh, one of the great commentators of the Torah. And he says that the story of the descent of Yaakov to Haran is really the descent of every one of our neshamas into this world. So like Yaakov in Israel, that's like our neshama in heaven with Hashem, coming down into this world as like a haram, like a place of all types of negative stuff. And yet it's here that we're able to be so successful. And Dafka here, and Hashem takes a, a neshama, which is a part of Hashem, and sends it down into a world that would seem to be a very challenging world. And at the same time, is Dafka in this world that we're able to accomplish our entire Avodah and become much more successful and much closer to Hashem as well. So, having said that, let's start at the beginning of the page. So we have, in the beginning of Parsha's Vayetzi, which is last week's Parsha, we have the um, you know the famous story, Yaakov leaves and, and he stops off on Temple Mount. He doesn't even know it's Temple Mount, Hara There he sleeps and there he has the dream, right? The great dream of the ladder and the angels going up and down the ladder. Yaakov wakes up, recognizes this must be a great place, and he makes and he says a special tefillah, which is really an oath. As the Pasuk says, and I'll read it here, this is really put together from three Psuchim. As we say, Perik <speaking in Hebrew> Yaakov makes an oath saying, "Im Hashem will be with me. And Hashem will guard me in this way that I'm going. <speaking in Hebrew> He'll give me food to eat and clothing to wear. Shafti will beis avi, I will return in peace to my father's home. li Then Hashem will be for me my God. Is that the if, that's the conditions and then the,
1: that's the... So it so seems, up. right. I know Rashi just says something else.
0: Well there's, uh, it's, it goes in, there's a Rashi, there's a Ramban exactly where to put yeah. the punctuation of this passage. Either way, he says these, these whole conditions, right? So if Hashem will be with me and he'll guard me and take me and give me food and give me clothing, and return me in peace to my father's home. Hashem will be my God. The azayis samti this stone that I have erected as an altar ye abeis will be a house for Hashem. Hashem anything he gives me I will give tzedakah I will give myself. That's Yaakov. Now on a simple reading of this pasuk, it's very very um, wondrous because it sounds like Yaakov is making conditions with Hashem. If you take care of me, and you give me food, and you give me clothing, and you return to all then you'll be my God, and then this will be a house for Hashem. It doesn't sound... Jewish. <laughs> it, def- it doesn't sound very holy, that's for sure. I mean, maybe a regular person, but Yaakov Avinu, one of the great tzaddikim that are called the Merkava, the Divine chariot, should be uh, bargaining with Hashem. I mean, If you take care of me, I'll take care of you. Yeah. It somewhat doesn't seem to fit Yaakov Avinu. So... I want to read together some Or HaChaim. Again, the Or HaChaim was Rabbi Chaim Ibn Attar, one of the great, uh, great kabbalist commentators of the Torah, lived about 300 years ago in Eretz Yisrael. And he writes, "Ubederach remez, This entire parsha hints to the story of man. "Ukmoshe ischilu He says, "As our masters have taught us in the Zohar, Yaakov." This is hi hanefesh bit saysom me olam ha This is every soul as it leaves the the spiritual the celestial worlds. Vnikra yakov. Every soul is called yakov al shemi tzohara ha korach Um yakov the word yakov with heels and all of us have that tzohara that's and our heels our heels means the lowest part of who we are. Vomer mi be'ir he says that the neshama leaves the be'er sheva, makom shemimenu yetsu haneshamos, the place from where all neshamos comes come forth. Yukra be'er mayim chaim is called like a well, A well that gives forth live water. The sheva is called the the well of sheva. Sheva yirmos al shvuas hashem. That's the oath. Asher tishba hanefesh b'tseisa. When a soul leaves heaven, it swears, takes an oath, won't go against the words of Hashem, as the Gemara says in, in Tractim Masech Nida. The Homer says, that the soul is headed to Choron, similar to what the Gemara says, as soon as a child is born already, the Yetzer is there. That as soon as there's birth, there is an evil inclination. Pesach right. Then first stop is to pray. A person in order to be successful in this world. A person always has to daven. Hashem is the ultimate place of the world. That Hashem should help a person and give the person uh, help from heaven to help us in our it. So the Arachayim lays down the foundation here based on the words of the Zayhar, that the story of Yaakov's descent out of Israel to Haran is the story of the descent of an Hashem into this world. Now, so that's the foundation. But how does that come if we can continue with the actual tefillah of Yaakov and it talks about the, that Hashem is going to guard me and the bread and the clothing and return me in peace. What is all that? What are all the details?
1: What, so, do we have an if and a then of the, or now we're going to? I should hold
0: on to that question. Hold on to the question. Hold on to the question. But we're going to see something very fascinating. What you have to do is you have to go back to the actual words of the Pasuk. And we're going to see how Hasidus explains each word of this Pasuk, exactly what Yaakov is talking about, based on this words of the Orachayim. So, Yaakov makes the oath, And he says, If Hashem will be with me, that's the first thing that Hashem asks for is, Hashem should be with me. Nothing goes without that. Sayayitah deshmai, we need help from Hashem, we know that. Without Hashem's help, we don't last five minutes. So that's number one. Hashem should be with me. Now, but more specifically, ushmerami baderach hazeh We ask for divine guarding. He should guard me. Guarding is, when you guard, it's from negative things. In the avod of a person, what are we, what are we asking to be guarded from? Averas, sins. That means guarding and we ask for sayata, the Shmai Hashem should help us to help guard our neshama from sinning. That's number one. But that's not enough. The soul is asking for bread and for clothing. What's the bread and clothing of the soul? It's Torah and mitzvahs. How are they Torah and mitzvahs? So Torah is always compared to food, just like food we take into ourselves and we it becomes part of our blood system and we chew it. To, the um, uh, David HaMelech says, in v'sorascha like your Torah comes, it becomes part of us. It comes our mind. So Torah is called the mazon, the food for the soul. So, exactly, lachmi lachmi. Hashem is bread; it's our bread. It becomes the food for our neshama. Mitzvahs are called the garments for our neshama. Mitzvahs is not something we necessarily comprehend, understand like Torah. It doesn't become part of us in the same way, but it protects us and it guards us." So therefore, based on the way we're explaining it, the, we ask for, Yaakov asks first for help of Hashem, Sayayat deShmaya. He asks for guarding, not to do averus. He asks for bread, which is the ability to study Torah. And then Begit Lilbosh is the ability to do mitzvahs. And all that is what the soul is asking for. But they're not finished. Now comes the big one. He says, V'shafti B'shalom, I need peace. What does peace mean? So famously, famous statement that peace you don't make between friends. Peace is enemies. Peace you make between enemies. What's the enemy of the soul, so to speak? The physical, the worldly. Peace means bringing Kedusha into our mundane activities. As the P- Mishnah says in Pirkei Avas, Shamayim that our job, our workplace, our home, everything becomes a place of Kedusha. And that's what the soul is asking for as well. The soul is asking to be successful in his journey. So he says, yes, I don't want to sin. Yes, I want to learn Torah. Yes, I want to do mitzvahs. But more importantly even, the Shafti b'shalom, to bring peace into my life, to bring synthesis, that the Kiddush, that my entire life becomes one part of serving Hashem. The physical and spiritual aspects of my life come together. Harmony. So, harmony.
1: There be often used the word harmony That's some of the things that struck me. Right? Somebody comes and wants to see a Sheshiva and the guy says, how come the boys are so peaceful? or something like that, how can you be so peaceful yeah, because, talking, you know, there's no contradictions over here. They've made peace with uh, Nebuchadnezzar. You're talking, you're, talking,
0: you're talking about an interview a guy yeah, who wrote the book Nine and a Half Mystics. He was uh, uh, a conservative rabbi, Herbert, I forget the name. Herbert, Herbert, Herbert Wiener, right. right. Yeah. He's the one who got, had that conversation. But anyway, so back here. So this is what the soul is asking for. Now, when the Nishama does its mission in this world successfully, so that their Torah Mitzvah is okay. And the harmony that they create in the world is okay. Then the Neshama becomes closer to Hashem than ever. And we bring Hashem into this world more than ever. And that's the continuation. V'hoya Hashem li Lalokim. How does the Neshama come closest to Hashem? Perfect. Through their Avodah in this world. hazos <laughs> and this stone. Will become a house for Hashem. The stone represents that which is inanimate, that which is very not spiritual, not very not holy. That's
1: the, and world, he says, the low of the world. That's the
0: lowly part of the world, mm-hmm. and that's the mission of the neshama of this world. That even the stones become something holy. We mm-hmm. you know what was what was the greatness of the Beis Hamikdash. It was the holiest place on earth. It was a place made of stone, but the stones of the Beis Hamikdash became admas kodesh, a place of holiness. So really, what Yaakov is saying in this entire um, in this entire tefillah. He's not not making conditions with Hashem. He's describing what the soul needs
1: in order to accomplish its mission in this world and what what the goal is, where we're headed. So how do you explain Eem? He when said, it says, I need it, it says, If you do this for me... No, it's not
0: a question of doing this. If Hashem will help me, that I should be able to study Torah, and do mitzvahs, yeah. and bring peace into my life, then I will become closest to Hashem,
1: and then I'll, then Hashem, then I'll be able to bring Hashem into
0: every aspect of this world.
1: When well, it says, Hashem That means you bring God close to you, and then you can do all these other things. If you got God close with you, then you can go out to the pu'ulis
0: no no, no but what he's saying is like this he says through when I come into this world if I'll be able to learn terror properly and I'll be able to successfully not do avirus, I'll be able to do Mitzvahs and I'll be able to bring Kedusha into my entire life so then what will be the result of that Hashem I'll come to the highest level of connection to Hashem because the ultimate connection to Hashem is gained dafka through our void in this world and I'll be able to fulfill the ultimate goal and mission of bringing Hashem totally into this world and that's why he says, el avi." I'll return to my father's house in peace. Who's my father? Who's Yaakov's father? Okay, in general, Hashem, but specifically, it's Yitzchak. Yitzchak represents Tzchok. The happiness, oh, happy, the, happy. the happiness and the pleasure caused to Hashem by fulfilling Hashem's mission of bringing Hashem into this world. Because we have to remember, there's always, there's the famous question, this firm, the neshama before it came into this world, everything was really high and spiritual and holy. And why does it come into this physical world? And the answer is, ultimately, the neshama becomes much higher through coming to this world. And ultimately, we fulfill, we fulfill Hashem's mission Dafka in this world. And that's what Yaakov Avinu really is talking about here as the representative <coughs> of all his future generations, all of his descendants that are always going to be. It's interesting. Um, we have throughout the generations, every um, we have the tzaddikim. Another name for tzaddikim are the naseim. The naseim are the princes of Klaal The word nasi. The word nasi is an acronym for? Nasi? Nasi stands for Nitzutz Shel Yaakov Avinu I know. I know Nasi Nasi which means a Jewish prince a Jewish leader is a Nitzutz, a spark Shel Yaakov Avinu because Yaakov Avinu was the ultimate Tzaddik who really contained all of Klal Yisrael in him in a sense even more than Avram and Yitzhak um, Yaakov is called Bechir Sheba Avos the chosen of amongst the Avos which is why only Yaakov all of his children were Tzaddikim and all of Klal Yisrael is the 12 Shvatim that Yaakov, um, together with, of course, uh, Brachel and Leah and Bil and Zilpah, but they were able to create. And where did they create the 12 Shvatim? Davke and Horeb, in a place that was unholy, in a place that was not spiritual, very spiritually challenged. That's where they founded Klal Yisrael. And Yaakov is giving us the ability of all time to understand that even when we're in places and situations and times that seem to be very unholy, even there we have the ability to bring another Shevet to Klael Yisrael and to found a, a, a nation of tzaddikim and to fulfill Hashem's mission in this world.
1: That's very interesting. In the lowest of the low, great things
0: happen. 100%. So all of that is last
1: week. What's Nasi? What's the ratio table for what?
0: Nasi stands for Nitzutz. Yeah. A spark. Shell. Yaakov Avinu. Every Nasi, every leader of Kal Yisrael in every generation is a spark of the Neshama of Yaakov Avinu. And that's why in this part Yaakov is the one representing the story of okay. um, I'm And I'm drawing a blank. Who's the one who said that initially, that Nasi is Nitzchel Yaakov of Vinu? It's in the Sefer... Oh, gosh. It's in the Sefer... Uh, he was a Rav in Krakow. Um, oh, it's eluding me now. And not just so that, he's a great-grandfather of mine, but for a few hundred years back. Um, the... Okay, so it's eluding me. I'll, uh, I'll yeah, remember. We'll put it the one I'll put, put it afterward, part. right? But not the kielas Yaakov. Oh gosh, the, one of the great tzaddikim is the Rav of Krakow. There's books written about him. It's gonna to come to me after this year. Okay. Okay.
1: the show. Okay. Why was um, Yisshumal born before Yitzhak? and of born before Yaakov's. First we have to get rid of the psalas before oh, we get to Kedusha. Right. And it took three generations of Ram, Yitzchak, and then Yaakov to get Mitoso Shlema. In other words, to have 100% of Kedusha. Yep. Yeah, it, 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 it says right. that. It says that.
0: It says that. So now, I want to quickly, we have a couple minutes left, I want to look at this week's Parsha and let's track when Yaakov comes home. So again, Yaakov goes down to Churan and he's there for he had the 14 years of stuff to study and then he had the 20 years by Love and then two years in the road. And finally he's coming back to Eretz Canaan, which is going to be Eretz Israel. The Pasch says, in the, again it's Pairiklamad Gimel Pasik Ches in the middle of Parsha's this week's Parsha. Yaakov comes back complete to the city of Shem, Asherba Eretz Canaan that's in the land of Canaan, when he comes back from Padan Haram, and he rests there in the in the city. So it says, Yaakov came back complete. What does it mean he came back complete? <laughs> uh, what, what was not, I mean, uh, what's, what, most people come complete, what's the complete about? So Rashi says, from the Gemara, uh, first of all, that he was fully, Complete physically.
1: What about the hip? About exactly,
0: the hip. says Rashi. Oh, 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 that he was healed oh, oh. from that story where he, have, he had wrestled. We still can need with, to get yeah, a This correct? That's correct. Yeah. But he was healed at that point from that wound yeah. that was inflicted by Saroshalhesav, the the minister of Esav. Yeah. So the first thing is he was healthy in body. Number two, says Rashi, again from the Gemara, Shalom he was financially complete. Even though, In the beginning of this week's parasha, Yaakov gave a fabulous amount of money to Esav. Right. So one will think, at this point, Yaakov, you know, he's uh, suffered a big financial setback, now he had to give everything away. Says the Torah, no, Shalom he was complete. He was complete financially. And finally, Shalom b'terasei, in his Torah study, you have to understand, Yaakov spent twenty years of hard work by The yeah. Pesach says yeah. he says he worked day and he worked night. You won't think as much as he learned Torah in Yeshiva Shem Aver. But he must have forgotten fourteen years, twenty years, twenty years not learning is twenty years not learning. Says the Pesach Shalom b'Terasa that he was completing his Torah. So this is from the Gemara. The Gemara says that there's an extra word in the Torah telling us. This union that when Yaakov comes back, he's complete on every level. He's complete physically. That although he was wounded from the from his fight with the uh, with the Malach of Esav, nevertheless he's fully healed. He even though he had to spend an exorbitant amount of money to give that uh, gift to Esav, he comes back financially fully stable, fully um, everything is there, and his Torah is complete as well. What does this really mean? And so if we follow along with that idea of the era so what the Torah is telling us is that the the soul comes into this world and it's involved in so many different things throughout our lifetimes. We're involved in so many things and most of the time we're not involved in spirituality. Most of life we're involved in everything that life brings along to it. And you would think that that is going to harm the soul. You think that the soul is going to be dented in different ways, in different levels. And many of the things are almost inevitable. And what the Torah is telling us here is now that because of Yaakov started out with his tefillah in the beginning, when the soul comes, when a person comes into this world and they recognize that they're here on a mission and that they're here with something to accomplish, and therefore they, they make times to study Torah and they make times to do mitzvahs and they're working on bringing that harmony that we talked about, Kedusha, into the whole world, then the soul is granted divine bracha and protection that the soul doesn't lose anything. And when it returns back to Hashem, In the end of one's lifetime, that soul can be shalom on every level possible. Shalom physically, shalom spiritually, shalom financially, everything is there. If what? If the the neshama is focused on the mission, if he recognizes that he's here in this world on a mission, and the mission is to to, to remain connected to Hashem, and to bring Kedusha into this world, then Hashem says, I'll take care of you. That this neshama will come back as pure and as complete as when it went out now a little more specifically the, there's a beautiful Ramban and that's the last quote that I have here on the page the Ramban talks about what was the story and again going back to what he said uh, just before at the beginning of this year oh by the way I remembered the, uh, Rav, the Rav is the Megala Amukos mm-hmm. he's known by the name of a sefer the Megala Amukos and he was okay. the Rav in, uh, in Krakow about 350 years ago he's the one who says that Nasi is not oh, Shal uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure, no. Unfortunately, it's being recorded, so if I'm wrong, the whole world will not wrong. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was the Megala Amukos that says, Nitzosha Yaakov Vinu.
1: Amukos?
0: Megala Amukos. That's the name of his safer, yeah. If I'm wrong, then it's another safer called the Kohelos Yaakov, but I think it's the Megala Amukos. Um, be that as it may. So the Ramban... Who's the one who wrote that Maysa of a Simon that everything right. that happened to the Avis right. is a sign from what will be. He also explains what was the story of that battle of Yaakov and the angel of Esav And and the angel of Esav was able to wound Yaakov Avinu So what what's the Simon Laban? What is it? And the Rabban says that's the story of the suffering of Jews by the descendants of Esav and the Messirous Nefesh that people had to go through. And many times people were killed or tortured throughout the history of Kal Yisro for serving Hashem. Is
1: that the 14 years? No, no. What's the, what's
0: the, what's no, no. the bad stuff? It's, it's the wrestling with Esav.
1: The wrestling with Esav and Esav's malach and that Esav's
0: malach was able to wound him. And the Ramban says, let's read it inside again, the last paragraph on the page. V'amru be'bereshesh Rabbah. It says in the Ramban says from the Medrash B'bereshesh Rabbah. He says, naga be'chola sadikim sh'asidin li'yos mimenu. That when the when the angel of Esav wounded Yaakov, he didn't just wound Yaakov; he wounded all of the tzaddikim of all the generations. Oh, so he says, Shall shmad In the time of the Romans, they had a door; it's called Dor Shmad, where the, the Romans all they wanted was to to inflict terrible suffering on the Jewish people that they should shmad, that they should convert. He says, I thought well, that was Greece." Uh, we had with the Greeks also. The we, we, had,
1: the the,
0: we had we had plenty of good friends. We had the Greeks yeah, and the Romans. But here is talking about the Romans because the Romans are the descendants of Esav. Yeah. He says yeah. that all of this is alluding to the generations. There will be a generation of the descendants of Jacob. And Esav's descendants will strengthen themselves over them it was especially in the time of the Mishnah of Yehuda Ben Baba the Chavirov those are the 10 martyrs when Yehuda Ben, ben Baba was one of the 10 martyrs who was killed Kemosh <laughs> Amru he says it says in the Medrash says Amr <laughs> Rabchiyah Bar-Aba Rabchiyah Bar-Aba said, <inaudible> said if someone says give your life for, for the sanctification, sanctification of Hashem's name I need no sin no problem <inaudible> I have one prayer they kill me right away in that generation they were tortured the Jews to the degree they here I don't know if I'd be able to handle that type of torture. there were other generations that did that to us the Yose Ram is even worse says in our history we have suffered it all but we're here to tell the tale. And the Ramban famously said the biggest proof to Yiddish is that we're here after all that. And he says, ultimately, we're here and we're healthy and we're well. And that's Kimosher Ramaz Vayav Yaakov Shalom. Yaakov came complete home. That even with all the suffering and even with the Malach ultimately he came Shalom. Yes. And that's the story of Klal Yisrael. That yes, we go through the suffering of of the, of the uh, Malach of Asaf. and yes, monetarily many times we have to invest who knows how much and we have to lose who knows how much and our Torah study many times is also so difficult to actually learn Torah nevertheless we have the promise of Yavo Yaakov Shalim. ultimately we're able to come back home and come back complete, complete physically to be monetar- monetarily and complete with our Torah as the Neshama returns back as it completes its mission in this world
1: yeah, welcome yeah. back <laughs> I used to read this pasuk. What's that, yeah. Rabbi Chibor Abi? What do you say in Yomeli Adam? What's that? What's this?